Hi there, Andrew here. We're putting feelers out for the idea of sponsors for the show. We have grown to a sizable audience of legal professionals, and we'd love to find a way to get the resources to continue to grow the show and spend more time on it. This might take the form of more longer form, maximum minimum competence episodes, or longer daily episodes, or maybe short interviews. We've had a couple of inquiries regarding sponsorship, but want to get feedback from all of you, the listeners. If you have thoughts or have a sponsor in mind that you think would be a good fit, shoot me an email at andrew at We're still very much in the brainstorming stage, so all ideas are good ideas. So ends the housekeeping segment. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Friday, March 17th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have an IP-heavy docket at SCOTUS coming up this week. First Republic got a clean bill of health right before it keeled over and nearly died. No arbitration for food delivery services, and New York modifies its ethics rules regarding character and fitness requirements for attorneys. Let's hold our heads high and finish the week strong-ish with today's legal news. In a little sneak preview of what will likely be much of our coverage next week, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear three high-profile intellectual property cases within a seven-day period. These cases concern branded parodies, broad drug patent claims, and the international application of trademark law. The cases will test the bounds of First Amendment expression, pharmaceutical research and development, and damages calculations. U.S. Solicitor General will argue in all three cases, indicating the government's strong interest in their outcomes. The cases involve Jack Daniels Properties, Inc. v. VIP Products, LLC, Amgen, Inc. v. Sanofi, and a case concerning the reach of the Lanham Act and the conditions under which U.S. courts can award trademark damages based on foreign actions. Look for that reporting throughout much of next week. You're, you're thinking of this place all wrong, as if I had the money back in a safe. I, the, the money's not here. Well, your money's in Joe's house. That's right next to yours. And in the Kennedy house and Mrs. Maitland's house and a and hundred others. Uh, you're lending them the money to build, and then they're going to pay it back to you as best they can. Now, what are you going to do, foreclose on them? First Republic Bank, which recently received a clean audit opinion from KPMG, was bailed out by other lenders with $30 billion after its stock value plummeted, wiping away billions in market value. KPMG had signed off on First Republic's 2022 financial statements on February 28th, but did not raise any red flags. Similarly, KPMG gave clean audit opinions for Signature Bank, which recently failed, and California-based Silicon Valley Bank, which regulators also closed over the weekend. Auditors are required to consider a company's viability as part of the annual check of corporate accounts, but warnings are issued sparingly to avoid compounding struggling companies' problems. First Republic Bank is also led by a KPMG alumnus, CEO, and President Michael Roffler. KPMG has apparently declined to comment on the bank's bailout. A federal judge in Manhattan ruled that Grubhub, Uber Eats, and Postmates cannot force diners to go into binding arbitration over claims that the companies conspired to drive up prices for restaurant meals during the COVID-19 pandemic. The lawsuit alleged that the meal delivery companies entered illegal agreements that prevented restaurants using their platforms from selling meals directly to consumers at lower prices, forcing diners to pay artificially high prices for meals they ordered elsewhere. The companies argued that diners agreed to arbitrate their claims individually by accepting the terms of use for their platforms. However, the judge said it would be unconscionable to enforce the defendant's infinite arbitration clauses. The diners' claims were based solely on purchases made directly from restaurants or from non-defendant meal delivery platforms, making their previous use of the defendant's platforms irrelevant. The lawsuit seeks triple and other damages for dine-in and delivery customers in the U.S. since April 2016. Grubhub is owned by JustEatTakeaway.com, while Uber Eats and Postmates are both owned by Uber Technologies. 
New York's courts have announced that aspiring lawyers will no longer be required to reveal all encounters with law enforcement as part of their application to practice law, in a change court officials said would improve diversity in the profession. The move follows the removal of a mental health question in 2020 that critics said dissuaded law students from seeking help. The new rule means that prospective lawyers can omit juvenile delinquency proceedings in family court, citations, tickets, arrests, and other law enforcement interactions that did not result in formal charges or convictions. However, the New York State Bar Association, which has advocated for the question to be removed entirely, welcomed the change but pushed the courts to go even further. The State Bar Association said in a report last year that the question impedes efforts to improve diversity in the legal profession and runs afoul of the state human rights law and the Family Court Act. The change takes effect on April 3rd, and the state's administrative board has said it has followed a lengthy, deliberative process that considered the need to ensure the integrity of the legal profession and to protect the public from attorney misconduct. Thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew, and my co-host Gina is at Gina. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in the story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is part of the ESQCast network of podcasts and is available at minimumcomp.com. We'll see you back here on Monday. And until then, go check out my other podcast, which is back from Unintentional Hiatus. It's called Esquiring Minds, and it's available wherever you get your fine pod.